believe it, but here we are. We are at the end of season one of the In the Middle podcast. I can't, I can't even right now. I can't even. Uh, so today we're talking about all things friendship. Um, we're going to tell you a little bit about our friendship story, how we found each other, how the Lord brought us together. And then how do you as a an semi-functioning adult in society, how do you maintain friendships? How do you find your friends and how do you keep them? That's the important part. That's, we're going to talk about all that today on In the Middle. In the Middle. Here we go. Season finale. Season finale. What? How did There's we get so here? much hype? No, no, this better be good. It better be a good one. It's going to be good for yeah. sure. Oh my goodness. Okay. So we're talking about all things friendship today. So I think the only proper place to start is we have to tell our friendship story of how God brought us together. Oh, on just a little trip to Israel, you know, no big deal. No big deal. No big deal. So for me, I'll share my side of the story and then you can share your side. Does that sound good? Oh, that sounds perfect. So, I love your side. Um, yeah, I mean, my side, it just shows how much of a jerk I am. That's really it. <laughs> um, okay. So, so I had the opportunity to go to Israel with just an incredible group of women high caliber people that I just absolutely love and respect. I felt completely uh, unworthy to be there, seriously. Um, and and I fought long and hard. I mean, it, we talk about financial struggles here because we're in the middle. We're in the middle. And so the the cost of the trip was just, it seemed completely out of reach to me, but God made a way as he always does. He always does. He always comes through. So when I finally was like, for sure, a hundred percent, okay, my trip is financed. I am going to go. This is really happening. I started to kind of learn a little bit about the people that were going on this trip. And I'm like, okay, all right. They sound cool. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. You know, we, I mean, a lot of different personalities really like, and I just, I love getting to meet people and get to know like just what makes them tick and all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be cool. And then I learned that there was somebody coming on the trip that was going to be dancing. <laughs> and I'm like, what <laughs> on earth is this about? Like, like, is she going to be like, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, maybe she is like one of those like really hippie chicks that's like, you know, carries a tambourine around and has like a mother earth skirt. Like, I'm thinking like, maybe that's who's coming or, or is it like one of those dance moms, like super pretentious, just so full of themselves like oh I'm gonna dance for Jesus ah. so either way I was not excited like this was the one person on the trip that I was like Lord please don't put me anywhere near this person I don't want to be rude I don't want to be mean but I don't know if I can contain myself I don't know if I have enough fruits of the spirit to uh be kind to either the hippie with the tambourine 
or super pretentious dance mom. I was like, I don't know. Either way, I'm this is this is the one person that I knew hands down I would not like whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) And I met Sammy. And I had my unicorn purse. And this is one of the very first interactions that I remember was I had my unicorn purse on and you made such a big to-do about my unicorn purse. Now everybody else is just ignoring my unicorn purse. And you are just like, oh my gosh, you have a unicorn purse. (laughs) And you're like, I loved it. I have a mermaid purse that's like, just like that. And I'm like, really? wow (laughs) it's true it's true well I I just was like you turned out to be like the sweetest just most gentle person just so brimming with joy and I just it's infectious and I just love to be around you so yeah that's, that's my half of the story Oh my goodness. I can't wait. I just, to uh, I'm feeling emotions. You're half. Oh, Susan, it's first of all, like in preparation, you know, prepping for that trip felt like forever because it got delayed because of COVID, you know? And so really, I think it was like a two year for me anyway, because I had signed on to do that like right away when it was announced. I came in way at the end. I was not a part of any of that. And that's why when I came on the trip, like I'm thinking I'm not going to meet any lifelong friends. Like these are people that I'm traveling with and then we'll be done. So yeah, I came in way late. I came in at the end. Like, so well, I did not experience, I didn't experience any of the delays or any of that, the big, long process. Well, if for me, it was this, it was just this season of preparation because I had signed on to do this. What I believe now is like two years before the trip, you know, happened. So thinking I had one year to prepare, you know, and then it turned into two years to prepare. And this was like my everyday it, it just, it was like my heartbeat was looking forward to this trip because listen, I don't, I've left the country like once, you know, I, I'm not much of a world traveler yet. I would love to be, but this, this was no small thing. It was like, it was huge. And I got invited to dance there. Um, originally it was supposed to be in the garden of Gethsemane, but you know, God had other plans and he actually had better plans, which that's a whole nother story in and of itself. But being invited to go and do this. I, I dance because it is, it is what just lives and breathes inside of me. And it always has been since I was a little girl, I started dancing when I was six years old and I've just never stopped. It is, it's not just what I love to do. It's not just my chosen form of exercise. It is like who I am from the top of my head to the tips of my toes. I'm not the most you know, talented. I'm not the most flexible. I'm not the most creative. It's not that I have got all these special awards. It's just, it's just in me. And that's how I love to worship the Lord the most because, Hey, I love to sing too, but my voice is just not the best, (laughs) but my, I can't help it. As soon as I encountered the Holy spirit and 
kind of maybe towards, I really started encountering the Holy Spirit towards like the beginning of my twenties and then adding that dance element. I just can't help it. I don't like to stand shoulder to shoulder and worship because like I have to move. Like I can't help myself. So when I received this invitation to go halfway across the world and dance in the place where the Lord Jesus Christ walked himself, it was just, it was like the most honoring. I I just couldn't wait to give him this gift. So I spent two years creating this gift for him Mm. through my, you know, through, through my little ability of being able to put moves to music and I found the perfect I mean he literally hand delivered me the perfect song was there was so much God in this story but I created this this dance and I was looking forward to the trip but the one and I prayed about it every single day I prayed about this trip I prayed for safety I prayed for you know to not be afraid I prayed for just for for the Holy Spirit to just be all over the place all these things the one thing that I really didn't pray for was the people. Like I didn't, it didn't even dawn on me because I was so wrapped up in all of the rest of it that I never like was like, oh Lord, send me, you know, send me this lifelong friend or like, I pray that every single person on this trip would get along. Like that just never really dawned on me. But I'm telling you, that is the biggest takeaway of the, of the, of the trip other than, I mean, there was just so much, but in that trip, that group of 45 people are what I miss the most to this day. If I were to ever go back, we would have to reunite all, I think it was 45 of us, give or take. We would have to have the group. We called ourselves the elite unit. (laughs) Not sure how that started, but like we would have to have those special, beautiful people because that was my favorite part of the entire trip. But to get to you, Susan, when I stepped in that airport that morning, we were all a little bit afraid, a little bit, I should say, very, very afraid because there was some- We didn't know. We didn't know if the trip was even gonna happen. There was that morning, there was some unrest in Israel And my mom went with me and we were like literally about to turn around and start driving home because we were just scared. And, but we walked into that airport thinking maybe we were going to have like a little huddle, like our team leaders would be like, okay, this is what's happening. You know, this is what's happening on the ground right now. And where are we at? Nope. (laughs) There was none of that. Our team leader was like, shuffling people through the um the check-in bag line and she had this look on her face like just we were just get them through (laughs) but I looked at my mom and I just I felt total peace as soon as we got in that airport and I said we're going she said as soon as we check our bags we gotta go I said yep we're gonna go so we checked our bags and you you Susan were I think the very first person that I met in that airport to my memory anyway. I mean, I know we said, so we said hi to a few people, but like we were the first to have like this conversation and I just fell in love with you within like five seconds. And I was like, this is going to be my friend. 
was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think to ask the Lord for like a friend on this trip. I brought my mom. She was like my safety net. You know, I saw me and my mom and we did. We had a great time with my mom. But like even the three of us with my mom, like we just hit it off. And and that's how I know God was just in it. He was so in it. And, you know, you you had your side of the story. My side was like, I didn't even think to ask for this part of a gift, but he gave it to us anyway. Mm-hmm. And and from that moment on, like I'm I'm kind of a wear my heart on my sleeve kind of a person. Like what you see no. is what you get. <laughs> no. Could you imagine? No. Can you imagine? <laughs> but it was like I knew I could just be my total self around you. And I do like I notice things like a unicorn purse. Not everybody even thinks to notice, but I do because I'm a child at heart. I am sitting in a room that is going to become my office and it's full of all my gadgets and gizmos galore. I love mermaids. I've collected mermaid stuff since I was a little girl. So for me to see something like a unicorn purse, I find that so fun because I see the child at heart and, and I knew like, oh, this is going to be my new, my new best friend. We're, we're two peas in a pod. And and then I, I, I hope I'm not carrying on too much further into your side of the story then, but I remember when we were going up to Masada and we were going to ride on that cool tram thing. And you started to really be honest with me about your initial perception of who you thought I would be before meeting me. And that you know, I think most people in a moment like that, when you say to someone like, Hey, I really thought I wasn't going to look at you. <laughs> you would have been like a person would, would be taken back by that. But I just fell in love with you as my friend even more because you were so honest with me. You were, you were just, you just laid it all out and, and it just made me laugh. And to this day it does. It just makes me laugh because only God can, can do something like that. So I'm so grateful we found each other. And now look like you, you and I talk pretty much every day, every week at the least, I mean, pretty much every day. And we're, we're creating something together now. And God's using this, this story, which is just totally curated by him. So (laughs) that's my side of the story. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, and I, I just, I love that I can totally be myself with you. And I think that's one of the best things about finding true friends is that you can be your full self with them and know that you are loved and you are safe and you are appreciated for all that you are and all those beautiful gifts that you bring to the table. So yes, awesome. All right, so let's transition over into, you know, now we've had our love story and how wonderful and beautiful it was. Now let's talk about how do, no, let's not talk about that first. What do you think are the characteristics of a good friend? Hmm. What do you have to have in a good friend? Well, for me, there's there's this, search for the word of what this is, but I think I finally have come across it. Um, I need to know that despite my busy schedule 
despite, you know, two kids, you know, a marriage, a house, all the, all the jobs, just so many things to do. I need to know that my friends are not going to get mad at me <laughs> if I don't hang out with them that week or even, I mean, I'm sorry, sometimes there's months that go by and I wish it wasn't like that, but I need to know that they're, they're going to just meet me right where I'm at and not be upset if we haven't seen each other or been able to do things together. It's just what I, it's what I need in this season um, of having kids. And I think that sometimes there is a lot of pressure on friendships that, that we put on because we say, oh, well, I just saw that she went out with this other friend and they posted pictures on Facebook and they went out to breakfast, but why hasn't that person reached out to me? Mm. And, and that's where a lot of the, I'm sorry, even in our womanhood, there can still be girl drama. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, it kind of can carry through. And a lot of that stuff that we get upset about in junior high, just can resurface even when we're grown. And and I think it's just unnecessary because if we're all honest with ourselves, we're not, you know, if, if you have friends that are kind of like intentionally being jerks, then you need to probably reevaluate your friendship. Yeah, you maybe know? You need to re redefine <laughs> friendship if that is who, who, yeah. who you're choosing. But I mean, friends don't intentionally do that to each other. Right. But, right. but I absolutely. Just giving each other grace. Oh, yeah. You know? Yes. Yes. I think that's that. that's what I need in this season. Again, not because I'm going around trying to hurt anybody. It's just because this is the season of my life for building that home. It's building a home season. And my friends are still there. And I, I have, I'm so blessed. I have a lot of really amazing friends, all different walks of life, all different seasons of life. But I'm really fortunate that the ones that I've kept are ones that I could see them a year from now. And they're going to just be the, that same friend that they were a year ago for me. But if I had to call them in the middle of the night, they would answer, you know, and they're not going to be like, well, you know, there's there's this um, maybe it's a meme or a video or something, but it keeps circling and I keep seeing it where it's like, I'm not going to give to people anymore who aren't giving to me. Have you seen this? It's kind of like, you know, I'm not going to give my energy to people who aren't giving me their energy back. I'm, I'm done. If they're, if they're not going to do X, Y, and Z, I'm not going to. And I think, no, that's maybe not the Christ-like model because I sometimes it, there is a little bit more give than there is a take and sometimes there's a little bit more take than there is a give but that's friendship and sometimes you might have to be there a little bit more for that person that they can be there for you just because of what's going on for them mm -hmm. um and there's always you know ex exceptions to every story so I'm not saying don't let people take advantage of you right. but you know we're that's what we're called to do we're just called to be there for our people um, so that's for me, that's one of the characteristics. There's so many, but I'll let, I'll let you go. Cause that's, that's for me right now. That's, that's what I, I need in friendship is just grace and a lack of pressure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. That's, um, that's so important. 
So for me, I need, because I, I know it's hard to believe, but I am an introvert and being with people, (laughs) it stresses me out. Like I can do it, but it's, it stresses me out. It drains me. So I have to like prepare myself for social interaction. And so being with people that get that and know that about me and, and know how to like bring me out and give me that kind of safe space to be myself and be that kid at heart and be a little bit silly and be, you know, a glorious unicorn. Like that, that is important to me is people that give me that safe space because then they don't drain me. They don't stress me out. Like being with them doesn't drain me. So that's, Mm -hmm. for me, that's very important is being with people that, that just get me and get us. So, and appreciate it at least a little bit. Oh, of course. (laughs) And not trying to just like change you or mold you into something else or force you into anything, you know, that's important for sure. Yeah. That's important to me. So we'd love to hear from you. What, what are important things in friendship for you? Like, what are those qualities that you're looking for in a good friend? Like what makes somebody a good friend? And, um, okay. So another shout out to grandma, another grandma saying is if you want to find a good friend, you need to be a good friend. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So bumper she, sticker, grandma bumper, bumper sticker. sticker, grandma bumper sticker. She has so many, <laughs> she has so many, um, so many sayings. So, um, okay. Our next topic is how do you find good friends? I already said you have to be a good friend to get good friends, but how do you even find them? How do you find them? What do you think? Oh, well, I think my first piece of advice, if you're someone who you are lonely and maybe you've been hurt and burned by some friendships in the past. So now you've isolated and you've written some people off. Maybe you have assumptions about, you know, your, your neighbors or just certain people that are kind of in your surroundings. Um, so you've pulled away from friendship because it's hurt you. My first piece of advice for anyone would be to pray um pray that god would literally bring those people into your life that he means to be there um because it's you can't go wrong by praying that those people could already be there and maybe you just misjudge them or maybe there's people that have (laughs) who we had to like you know, meet up (laughs) to go across the world to meet each other. Like I would have never have met you if we wouldn't have gone to Israel, but I've been praying for years, like, you know, decades for just God to bring godly women into my life who I can, you know, serve in my gifts of friendship, but also that I can go to that can give me good, sound, godly advice um, who aren't just going to tell me the things that they, that they, you know, that I want to hear or, you know, just kind of be that sounding board, but someone who can actually come back and say, when I'm being ridiculous, say, Sammy, 
you need to think of it this way. Sammy, quit, quit doing this, do this. And so I've been praying those people into my life and God's been so faithful. Um, didn't pray that I would meet one in Israel, but I did because that was just part of his plan. You know, that was an answer to a prayer that I prayed for a decade before even thinking about going to Israel and, and God's just always aligning our steps. So pray, Absolutely. pray, 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 write it in your journal. Just ask God to bring those people into your life or reveal them to you if they're already there. Um, and to help, help, maybe there's things that we need to also pray that he'll reveal within us things that need to get healed. Um, and, and, you know, maybe some, some scales over our eyes to be removed so that we can really see the blessings of the people that have been put in our lives. Yeah. Um, my next piece of advice would be, you know, I, I, I've heard this, I've heard this a lot. We are so now inward driven because we have technology. We just can kind of find maybe community online we just kind of spy on people on social media and we call that friendship. Uh, we try to create more, better content so we could get more followers, but that's really not friendship. It's not relationship. It's not community when we're not even hanging around each other and really going through life with each other. We're just kind of watching from a distance. But I've also heard this one like, well, I, I, they, a person that I know just really, really want to meet someone, but they're afraid to go out. You know, they're afraid to go kind of make themselves maybe even vulnerable. Um, but that's part of it. I think part of it is putting yourself in sometimes, if you're an introvert, <laughs> uncomfortable social situations. Yeah. Like I was exactly going to say that is like, in order to be, I mean, I'm not saying I'm the answer to your prayers or anything, but like in order to be that person, like you have to say yes and actually go. So like, so when mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit is prompting you, listen and just yes. go, just go. Yes. Yeah. And more than likely the enemy will try to stop you. Like, now that's we going back to that trip. Like, I mean, we were this close to not going on that trip. And not only would it, we missed out on each other's friendship and now this podcast and now so many people being affected by hearing, you know, what our stories and, and sharing our love for the Lord. And this, there's this ripple effect. But in that moment of fear, I would have missed out and my mom and who knows who else almost didn't go. I think almost all of us didn't go, yeah. but we would have missed out on the richest experience of my entire life. Like that trip was like a whole cheesecake and every minute was just another, but it was just every, all of it was so good. But because of fear, we almost said no, when never mind, we already paid for this, but never mind. We're scared. We're just going to go back. And I think fear can creep in. And try to rob us of a lot of really amazing experiences because we come up with excuses or things just come like, oh, no, I, I don't want to be around people. People, you know, people annoy me or people scare me or, you know, I just I don't I don't want to get hurt. So I'm going to stay to myself. And I think we just have to sometimes pray, ask for the Lord's help and ask him to guide us into those 
situations, whether maybe it's, maybe there's groups that, you know, are in your, in, in a church, maybe it's groups that are in the community. Maybe it's, I mean, it could be your gym. It could be, there's a lot of places that people go and, and find their people, but you have to ask the Lord to lead you to those. Um, and then kind of be willing to say yes, when the opportunities come up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think an answer to where do you find your people? How do you find them? You know, I mean, open your eyes and look around. Who are you interacting with on a daily basis? I mean, most of us work. Like, who is there in your workplace? Like, and mm-hmm. ask God to point you in that direction. Who is it that you see every week, every day? You know, who is that? Because maybe that's the friend that you don't even realize is there waiting for you. And you just have to open your eyes and see them. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other kind of way of finding your people, Susan? Um, I mean, I I think it it really for me it comes down to um again like just looking around who is in your life already and finding those common bonds like what are those things that you have in common? Like for us, you know, one of those very first things that we had in common was the, this idea of the childlike heart and the unicorn and the mermaid. I say it all the time. You are the mermaid to my unicorn in every way. <laughs> like, you know, so look true. around, find that person because they're there. They are there. Mm-hmm. God will always provide that for you. So, yeah, I mean, that's for me, that is the thing is just be willing to look, be willing to look for them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've talked about what we're looking for and yeah. then how do we find them? Um, what do you think Susan about maintaining relationships when we look at the scale of like, okay, we have so many relationships sometimes, whether it's within our family and you know, neighbors, community, whatsoever. How, how do you maintain closeness with all of these people in a, in a busy, in the middle kind of life? (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So you can't do everyday life with everyone. Like that would just be impossible. So I think one of the things that, you know, and we've talked about this before is like, kind of, I hate to say like circles of trust, but you know, you have like there, here's the big circle of everybody that you know, and that you come in contact with. And most of them, you're not going to really put a whole lot of time and investment into maintaining those relationships. You'll be cordial, you'll be nice, you know, you'll catch up sometimes, but you know, they're just kind of there in your big circle. But as you move closer and closer those people in that super inner circle those are the ones that you're doing life with daily those are the ones that you like you're texting you know I mean honestly at this point in my life where I am in the middle like sometimes I can't 
I can't meet every day or I can't, you know, I, I do not have the time or the money to do coffee every day. I wish I did. Like, I wish I could just like hold court at the coffee house. That would be so fun. But, <laughs> um, but you know, that's just not reality for me right now. Um, so I have a couple of close circle groups and those, those two close circle groups, I really form the intention. Like we are very intentional about meeting at least once a month, like just to catch up, to encourage each other, to pray for each other. And and I think setting that intention, whatever it is, is so, so important in maintaining and sustaining those relationships is you have to be intentional. So what does that look like? I mean, it might just be like, hey, once a week, you just send a text that's encouraging, or you send a Bible verse or, you know, just check in. How are they doing? Like, what's going on in your life? At least, you know, once a week, that's, that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. But sustaining relationships is hard. It is so hard. And so for me, being intentional is the most important part. And then also just being flexible and understanding because Mm -hmm. not everybody can be available, you know? So that's it for me. What do you, what, what are your tricks, tips to sustaining relationships? Oh, well, um, again, I've been really, really blessed with some very (laughs) easygoing, like, just low maintenance people which is a godsend for and and I some of my friendships have been like lifers like they just my whole life they've just been there and it's the same when we get together even if I haven't seen them in five years um but tricks to maintaining that you know like you said about the inner circle like we have our acquaintances and we have like you know are, are kind of close knit, but then like our ride or die people. Um, this is going to sound so silly, but right now I have a certain app called Snapchat for one reason. I, (laughs) for only one reason. And it is that three of my friends use it. I don't necessarily love the app. Um, I don't use it for any other thing. It's literally just to check up on these three friends that I know that it's for them. They're there. That's kind of how I access them. Mm -hmm. So, and it's like better than a text to them. Um, Plus I get to see their faces. So, so that right now, is it a lot? No. Is it enough? Probably not, but it's, it's our way of just checking in every day. And, you know, the one friend in particular, we have a streak and that streak is super important to us now, you know, and I've broke, I've been the one, I've been the one to like mess it up like three, four or five different times. But right now we have a really good streak going. (laughs) And like, I know when, before I go to bed at night, sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, did I send this person a Snapchat today? And real quick, I'll like have to do it because I know it's important to her. It is important to me too. But that's, that's the trick right now. It's just, again, it's not like I rec- recommend everybody, you know, talk to all their friends on Snapchat. It's not, 
It's just that for those in particular people that I'm, I'm really close with, that's the way for me to check in on them. That's what they're using at this time. Um, and, and, you know, eventually the stars will align and we will actually Someday. hang out Someday. in real life. Um, yeah. And usually what happens is because we have sort of that day-to-day -day interaction, every once in a while, one of us will wave the red flag. <laughs> like, wee 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 we need we need to get together there's like it's an emergency because uh -huh. one of us will just like we almost need an iv of each other's presence because something's happening mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry but that's that's right now just awesome. the reality of what it is just check in on your people um yes. do what you can to meet them where they're at and for them to meet where you're at and give each other that grace. Low maintenance. <laughs> Low maintenance is good, I think, sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And no pressure. No pressure. Like, uh, so, it, yeah, in one of my circle groups, we have, we've set up, like, these coffee dates a couple times a month. And it's just like, okay, I, the first and the third Friday, we'll meet for coffee. And sometimes some people can come, some people can't, like sometimes there's only two of us. Sometimes it's the whole gang, but you know, we all know that there's literally no pressure. And for me, that's just so freeing because there's so much pressure in every other area of life. Like friendship should not be the place where you have more pressure it should be the place that you can go, that safe place you can go to escape the pressure. Mm -hmm. And that's what, like, I think that that is, for me, that's the key to sustaining those friendships is not putting the pressure on and mm -hmm. saying like, oh, wow, you didn't meet with us. So you're out. And no, we just, let's learn to love people better. Like, I think we, I think we all can do that. We can all do better. So uh, yeah, for me, that's, that's a big key. Well, what else do we want to say about friendship? Well, we need it. <laughs> it is essential. We really need it. You need to have people in your life that are doing life with you. You do. You do. Because everybody is going to have those red alert moments where you have to put the flag up and say, help, I need you. I need <laughs> yep. you. And so, you know, having those people in your life is just absolutely critical because you can be that for them and then they can also be that for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so true. And I'm so glad that we found each other, Susan. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It was only God. Like when I think about our friendship, only God, truly. Mm -hmm. Only God. And I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful every day that you are part of my life and that I got over my preconceived biases towards dancers. And yes. <laughs> Well, I, I am too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes as dancers, we get a bad rap, but, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're a unique brand of people. <laughs> But I think we were, we were just 
meant to be. And truly now look at what can come out of any friendship for anyone listening. You yep. never know right. who you can meet that can help catapult your dreams and your desires and purpose in life. Like, Hey, you can, you can run this mission with a big, heavy backpack on your back and you can do it on your own. You can, but I'm telling you when you link arms with someone, it is way more fun (laughs) and you never know, like their giftings can help you. Your giftings can help them. And it's just a way better experience. And in the meantime, there's this ripple effect of what goodness can come out of when two people come together, three people, yeah. four people, you know, all, all different groups, God can use you and can make such a difference. Oh, that's so good. Oh my goodness. You want to pray us out? Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. Father, thank you so much for friendship. Jesus, you, you modeled this so well for us in scripture you you had thousands of people that would follow you and that would that would gather to listen to your words but you had your tight-knit group of those that you were really pouring into your disciples and you even had your innermost there were there were disciples that you only took with you to certain places for certain experiences because they were closest lord we can model our friendship because of the way that you did. So Lord, for anyone listening who might be struggling in this area, maybe they've secluded themselves. There was a lot of isolation within the last few years because of fear. Lord, I pray that your peace would enter into their homes right now and enter into their hearts right now, into their cars, wherever they are, um, that they would be able to have the strength and courage to cast fear away and not allow it to hold them back any longer from the plans that you have for them and from the people that you have for them. People are a blessing. So God, I pray that you would um, bring these people into all of our lives that are meant to be there um, from all walks of life, from the youngest to the oldest, God, I pray that friendships, if they're not there, that they would that they would come in their due time um, and help us not to ever feel like we have to walk this life alone. Um, And Lord, I thank you for my friend, Susan. I thank you that you brought her into my life and into each other's lives at just the right moment. But we trust you and believe that you can do that for each and every person listening to, and that they too will have their own friendship, God-inspired story of, of what you did bringing someone in. So Lord, we commit this to you. We trust you. We believe in you and we love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. And we'll see you for season two of the In the Middle podcast. Bye. Season two. Season two. (laughs)